Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, everybody. It's Stacey Roberts from Saltivation. I'm here today with a special guest. Welcome, Jamie Overberg from our Tax Ops Min Group. She's here today to talk to us more about R&D, but I was going to let her kind of explain to our audience a little bit about her group, what they do here at Tax Ops, and then we can dive into some uh, R&D discussion. So, Jamie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your group does? <laughs> Thanks so much, <laughs> Stacey. Um, yeah, my name's Jamie Overberg. Tax Ops Men. So, Men means for minimization. So, our group within Tax Ops focuses on research tax credit, but then also some methods issues, you know, stuff related to 382, 263 Cap A, cost seg, that kind of thing. But our biggest focus is on the research tax credit. So Mark Denning and myself are both from EY and did uh, R&D for over a decade there and decided to become part of tax ops and do it there. We just like the focus of being able to work hand in hand with the clients as opposed to some of the pitfalls of being with the big, large national firms. So our focus is we come in, we see you know what potential benefit could be for the credit, offer a fixed fee so there's no surprise. And really, I mean, to see if you have an R&D credit is, do you have engineers? Okay, that's the first question. If you do, are you guys improving a product or process? And it doesn't have to be the first iPhone ever created. It doesn't have to be the first spaceship ever launched. It's just making it better over what it was before. You know, you may have software that you're using out there, but you're making it better on mobile platforms. So that's the first criteria. The second one is, is there uncertainty? Do you need to know what the appropriate design is? If you don't, do you go through a process experimentation? That's the third point where you set out your design requirements, you build code or you build a prototype, you test it, you go through design iterations until you meet the intended purpose. So, and then the last thing is, is it based on hard sciences, physics, engineering, biology, something around there, you know, the medical devices, there's a lot of chemistry and biology that comes into that sort of development. And it ends up being about nine cents on the dollar. So what you can look at is your wages, outside contractors, cloud cost for your development platform, and also supplies. So if you're building prototypes, that type of thing. If you're a software company, you generally don't have that much in supplies, but you would have the least computer cost. And so if you spend a million on those functions, then you get roughly a $100,000 credit. That's on the federal side. Then there's states. Yep. And there's at this point, you want to talk about today a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're salt, right? So right. that's where you and I have worked together a little bit on some of this. Uh-huh. And so that's where I'm, I know a little bit to be well, I used to do more of this, but you know, in my career, the 25-ish years in, now I know enough to be dangerous. So that's where you guys come in and you can help educate us on kind of what the states are doing and how they piggyback. Because some of them piggyback, some of them don't. Some of them piggyback on some stuff, not other stuff. So maybe you can explain to us kind of how that all works. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, states are always a challenge. Like I said, there's 38 currently. But some states will let their law last and then pick it back up. Illinois was one. They didn't have a credit for about three years. And then all of a sudden they had a credit again. Michigan didn't have a credit, implemented a credit, and then changed their credit based on your filing status. So there's what Michigan, it's MB. That was the SBT years ago. Then they changed uh-huh. the MBT for a few years and now they've got the CIT. Okay, so you can claim the credit if you're MBT, but not CIT. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the nuances of the state. Florida, you can only claim it if you're a C Corp. Okay. If you're an 1120S or 1065, you don't get a credit. And then in Florida, you get to, you have one week to apply. It's like the third week of March. Which is crazy because. That's not when a tax return is due, an extension is due, anything, right? Yes, yes. So the states are quirky. Oregon used to have a credit, they don't anymore. Missouri used to have a credit, they don't anymore. So you just have to kind of keep on top of it. Massachusetts has a credit that you can apply to your excise tax. Oh, okay. Texas's credit can be applied to your excise tax. So some Companies, you know, if they're early stages, their losses, they don't pursue the state credits because the benefit it is much. But if you can apply it, there's a cash value towards your excise tax. Sure. So, what about, what about the states that did away with them? So, like in Oregon or you know, like Illinois, in that period of time where they didn't have it, what happens to carry forwards? They still let you use them. Okay. It, okay. It's funny when you go to Oregon's DOR and you put in research credit, it will pull it up because the carry forward forms are still part of their forms. Okay. But you can't claim it in the current year. Okay. So So you're not generating new credit credit because you can't using a carry forward. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So So you have to keep a scorecard. You do. (laughs) Well, you got to keep a scorecard and you have to look every year. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. That sounds about right for states because that keeps us on our toes too on different things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. New Jersey's one that, because there's for the credit, you can do regular credit or alternative simplified credit. Long and short, regular credit looks at a relationship between expenses and gross receipts. The ASC, the other method, looks at what you spent over the last couple of years because they want an incremental spend. They want you to be doing more in order to you get a benefit. And with federal, you can change methods year to year. And states are generally the same way. Some states don't offer ASC, others do. Arizona does not have ASC, California does not have ASC, but the majority of them do. Well, in Jersey, because usually what we do is we compute the credit under both methods to see which is better, you know, and you take the better one, of course. Jersey, you have to file whatever you used with federal. So if you elect ASC for federal, you have to elect ASC for Jersey. So there's just weird things like that. Connecticut has a great credit because they allow all the 174 expenses 
which is more than just the four I mentioned earlier. You can take other things, utilities, that kind of stuff you can include, and they have a weird computation. But it ends up being a very generous credit if you're in the state of Connecticut. Uh, so, And just by and large, though, like, you have to be doing the that research and development in those states in order to claim the credit, correct? Yeah, you have to have boots on the ground. Okay. Um, and that's one thing that's become interesting is a lot of people are doing cloud costs. So if anyone knows, you know, cloud, it's not really in the cloud. It's sitting in some big, huge server building in some state. Yeah, somewhere. Mm -hmm. So Amazon, their big centers are Virginia, okay, Oregon, so California. For Amazon huh? web, like for Amazon Web Services, is that kind of yes. what you're referring to? Okay. Yep. Yes. Microsoft, their product is called Azure, and I forget what state they're based in, but Google is really getting into the game. And they built a huge center in Iowa, Council Bluffs, right on the border. There you go. And Iowa just changed their credit recently. It's refundable. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. So the only cloud cost you can do is any prototyping or development platforms you have. Well, cloud will give you or, you know, all the providers will give you which services they have on each of their servers and where they're located. So we had a taxpayer that had a lot of cloud costs in Iowa. And so they claimed it and it was like a $300,000 refundable credit. And yes, we got audited. And we're Do you think the audit was triggered because of the amount of the refund or is that yes. hard? To okay. Okay. He admitted to it. Oh, oh okay, so the auditor actually said, all right, yeah. okay. Yeah, so um, we're going through that currently, and they're they're trying to take a hard position. Well, your people are in California working on the server sitting in Iowa, and, I mean, the federal law says it depends on the location of where the equipment's at. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Yeah, more to come on that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about any other states that are just a little bit more litigious or increased audit activity maybe in this area? Um, we always find increased audit activity for any states that are going through budget crunches. So California, the way they're limiting the NOLs okay. yep. is giving a lot of companies their ability to use credits and their carry forwards. Sure. Because if they can't use their NOLs and they got TI in the current year, then let's use the credits against that, you know, tax liability. So California's getting um, an uptick in audits and R&Ds because of the utilization of the carry forwards. Texas has, I don't, I don't know what kind of bug they got up their saddle, but they changed their law on it that essentially put back in, there was a discovery rule on the federal side that the feds like wiped out. Well, Texas has implemented it and they are aggressively attacking any R&D claims and they're, they're hitting the 80-20 rule. So if you have a large credit, because I have a couple of clients that have Texas credits, and it's the ones that were over a hundred thousand. 
that are getting nailed for audit and they're being extremely aggressive in those audits. So, Wow. We, you know, on the salt side, we typically see Texas very aggressive with sales tax audits. So that's kind of interesting that they're, you know, kind of focusing on R&D. And I think it's just good for the audience to know that, hey, that's also, you know, an item that uh, these auditors are taking a look at that maybe, maybe, maybe they haven't so much in the past. I think your comment about California is a really valid one because, you know, California is not the only one that has limited the use of NOLs due to budget crunches and, you know, all the effects of COVID. And so I think it's important for the audience to know that, you know, those other attributes, because you can use them, you know, to soak up any kind of taxable income or tax liability, you know, that could open them up to scrutiny on the other attributes. On the R&D. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Wow, that's all really good stuff. Is there any like key takeaways you think that the audience should should have, you know, for R and D for them or for things to, or maybe surprises? Maybe there's companies out there that don't think that they qualify that might be surprised. Yeah, the biggest thing is a lot of people think. I mean, when I get like a new client and I have to reach out to their engineers to say, hey. I want to talk to you about your development activities. A lot of them have this white coat lab definition of research, you know? Sure. And it's like, no, let me explain to you the IRS definition. Sure. And when they're like, oh, yeah, we do that. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, you know, the, the nice thing, too, is, you know, for smaller companies and, you know, say it's a closely held partnership or it's 1120S, you know, that goes to the partners and it can lower their tax liability. And a lot of times it's like, you know, even if your spend isn't that high, say you just have a staff of 10 engineers, I mean, that can still, between the states and the federal, rack up like close to $100,000 credit. Well, that's a headcount. Exactly. And so, you know, and it's the last stat I saw was for the 2018 year, and this is just the federal budget, that there was $23 billion of credit on tax returns for the 18 filing year. Wow. Does that mean credits that were being utilized or was it just all? They were on the returns. So collectively over the forms. I mean, that's before audits or anything like that. And I mean, it it wouldn't be scaled back that much by audit, but $23 billion. And I mean, we have some really big taxpayers that have like a $10 million credit, but we have more than that amount that are just in like the hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range. You know, so this credit is not just for big companies. It's for smaller companies also. So you should try to get it. Unfortunately in Colorado, it's only in the enterprise zone and they limit it. It's not very generous in Colorado. But especially with a lot of people working remotely, yeah. you know, you could have people We have North Dakota, you know, has a credit and that one's pretty generous. Utah is pretty generous. So if you've got, you know, with period of working virtually that they may be somewhere else, you know, you could have credit in that area and it's free money. Might as well take advantage of it. I know that is one nice thing. I mean, that's what, that's what was always kind of like 
I thought an easy thing for you guys to come to a table, come to the table, right? When we go visit clients, right? Because it's easy money, right? If they're doing all of those things, it's easy money. And it's, you know, something that you guys can help them with because you've got all the experience with it. So yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Jamie. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on Saltivation podcast today or, or webcast today. And if you have any more questions or want to reach out to Jamie, let us know. Thanks. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended, nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented. Thank you.